seated. Today is Reformation Sunday. So it's always exciting to me to see all the, all the red out there. So you can see that, that I'm not wearing red. I think uh, Pastor James has red socks on. Yep, so you can see those. That's good. I do not have a lot of red in my, uh, in my closet, in my repertoire, except for the teams I root for. I didn't think that would be appropriate. So I didn't, I didn't wear any of those. But it is good to see the red. So, so I, I brought my uh, rose-colored glasses. Truly, and everything does, does look red. You know why we wear red on Reformation? Anybody? It's, it's really just a, a, a tradition. We, I don't know if it's anywhere else in the Lutheran Church. I mean, we do it here. I don't know. Do it up. You've seen it before? Yeah. But it's, it's really because of the, the red pyramids. And the red pyramids uh, simply signify uh, the Holy Spirit in his presence. So it's kind of gotten to be a tradition here uh, for us. Another tradition on Reformation is to, to honor Martin Luther, and we, we want to do that. But really, it's not so much about uh, honoring someone who lived 500 years ago, but to, con- to continue the, the tradition, if you will, of reforming. Uh, let me just ask you, how many of you are, are perfect and don't need any Reformation in your own life? Anybody? Uh, guys, uh, point to your wife and say she's almost perfect. Almost. We're, we're going to get there. Yeah, it's, it, in the church as well, we're not perfect. The Lutheran Church uh, does many things well. We have, we have the, the scriptures and the pure doctrine. We do a lot of things really well, but there's things we can work on as well. So as we take a look this morning in, in our Reformation message, it's really all about this. Christ has set us free. Christ has set us free. Jesus said to... This group of Jews, and some of them had actually come to believe in him, but many, of course, were still skeptical. And he says, if you hold to my teaching, what I'm teaching, then you're really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You can go ahead and turn down the sound just a little bit there. So the big idea for today is this. The gospel does not stifle us. Christ is not a wet blanket, but a liberator. You see, there is this big line. It's been around since the beginning of time. We know how it went in the Garden of Eden, or at least a little bit. We have the scriptures in Genesis. Adam and Eve were there. They were probably looking around at at the beauty of all that God had created. And they were at this tree in the very middle, there in the garden, and they knew that God had told them not to eat of this tree. And the devil comes along. And we have some of the dialogue, but I think that some of it is missing. I think it went something like this. The devil says to to Adam and Eve, and he says, "Uh, so I hear that you're not supposed to eat from this tree. And that's that's what Adam and Eve agreed to. Yes, God said don't eat from the tree. And and the devil begins to put some doubt in their mind. Did he really say that, that you shouldn't eat from this tree? Because if he did, the reason... He doesn't want you to eat from this tree because it's the best fruit. And God wants the best for himself. He doesn't want you to have it because if you eat some of it, he won't get as much. And so, kids, this is the devil talking. So, kids, this is what we're going to do. We're going to overthrow God. We're going to get him off our backs. And we're going to do what we please.
means we're going to be in charge because we know best. And we are going to be totally. Now, how'd that work out? Not too well. We've had sin in the world and all of its consequences, including death, of which there was none. Consider that. No death before the fall. And now we have all kinds of problems, and we are in slavery to all kinds of things, including our own sin. Before sin, Adam and Eve were free to wander anywhere in the garden, and they could eat anything, and they enjoyed this, this wonderful paradise. Afterward, the ground wasn't going to provide like it did before, and there would still be certain things that they couldn't eat because it would make them sick or even kill them. There was only one thing that they had to have the discipline to avoid. And they thought that they were in slavery. And that's the lie. The devil promises liberty. If you just do this, if you just go your own way, just throw off the big thumb of God and do your own thing and you will be free. But it always delivers slavery. We see this throughout history, and we could go through all kinds of examples, but just looking quickly how the devil promises liberty but delivers slavery from our gospel. There's, there's a group of Jews, and they are hearing Jesus teach. And some of them have come to believe, but not all of them. And Jesus says that if you really want to be free, then, then and be my disciples, then follow the truth. I am the truth, and you will be truly free. And, and they say, really? We've, we've never been slaves to anyone. Now, again, this isn't in the Bible, so I'm kind of making this up. But I'm imagining that, again, there's a, there's a few parts of the conversation that are missing. I'm imagining that Jesus says to them, so you guys say that you are free. Never been slaves to anyone, right? Am I getting that right? Never been slaves. That's right. Uh, well, let me remind you, Jesus says, I am a Jew as well. I know these scriptures. I know our history. You remember that thing called Egypt? Anybody? Making bricks? Nobody recalls that 400 years of our history in slavery? Okay, well, what about this? You know, we, we still do this today. We celebrate this thing called Passover. Anybody ever hear of Passover? over. It's when the angels of the Lord passed over our houses so we wouldn't die and he killed the Egyptians instead. You remember that? Blank stairs. Persians, you remember them? Babylonians before them. How uh, they destroyed the temple. Uh, this one that's, that's here, that's not the original, by the way. Uh, Greeks? No, don't remember any of that. Oh, what about this guy? This Roman soldier? A conqueror? Yeah, our king isn't even a Jew. Now, we're really following the Romans. You really think you're free? Taxes, have you heard of that? Taxes. No, you are not free at all. The Jews had been slaves, physically, but also spiritually thinking that if they just kept the law, that's why they're Pharisees anyways, if you just keep the law good enough, then God will count you as righteous. 
But what did our Old Testament lesson for today say? Abram was not considered to be righteous because of his good works, but because of his faith. And that's what the Reformation is all about. We're no longer in bondage to the law because by grace through faith, Christ alone, the one that we call the truth, went to the cross to free us from this continual bondage. Now, somewhere in the sermon, uh, we Lutherans have come to expect that the pastor will begin to bash the Roman Catholic Church because, after all, Luther was a Roman Catholic monk and priest, and he reformed what was going on. What we need to understand is we're a part of that. There was only one church 500 years ago for most of the world. The universal church, this medieval church of which every Christian virtually was a part, they too were in slavery. You see, the idea had come about in the church, not taught in the Bible, but the idea in the church was that in order to get to heaven, you must be absolutely perfect. How many of you raised your hands earlier when I asked, are you absolutely perfect? Uh, you pointed to your wife and said, she's close, you're not. And so the teaching was that in order to get to heaven, you have to become holy. And you have to stop sinning. And because none of us can do that here on earth, they invented something called purgatory. So when you die, even though Jesus, they said, yes, Jesus died on the cross to save us from our sins, but it's not quite good enough. And so you're going to have to spend whatever, years, hundreds of years, thousands of years in purgatory. So number one, you can stop sinning. Good luck on that. And number two, suffer. Suffer and pay the price, the penalty of all your sins. So they were, they were in slavery to purgatory and then this idea of indulgences because after all, what kind of hope is there if you're going to spend almost all of eternity in purgatory and never get out and you're suffering the whole time? Sounds a lot like hell to me. Well, there are those almost perfect people, those saints. Well, they, they do some good things and so they get extra points. And you can have part of it so that you don't have to spend so long in purgatory. Well, that's a, a good idea, the church thought. So they thought, we'll, we'll take it one step further. Uh, we'll sell them. And you can buy them, especially if you feel a little remorse. You can buy an indulgence. But the Pope is trying to build this thing called St. Peter's. Anybody been to the Basilica in Rome? A couple people. Beautiful, isn't it? Absolutely gorgeous. They were building it at the time of Luther. And there wasn't enough money. Uh, so the church decided to do a capital campaign. <laughs> Have you heard that before? So that they could build the basilica, but it took literally millions and millions and millions of dollars, and they weren't getting it. So they came up with this idea. You could get out of purgatory by buying indulgences. Now, if that's not bad enough, and that is what set Luther over the edge, this Catholic monk and priest, that he would 
post those 95 statements so that the church might reform. But it gets worse. The Pope sent his men all through Europe, and there was this man named John Tetzel, and he said, not only can you pay for your indulgences so that your purgatory isn't so long, you can get your mother and father out as well. And your aunt and your uncle. And even that lousy cousin that you don't like so much, you can get them out too. And he even had a little ad campaign that went like this. As soon as the coin in the coffer rings, the soul from purgatory rings. Pretty good, right? Church is in slavery. They think that they are being freed from purgatory and they are simply being put into more bondage than they were before. Now, we could go on and on. I'm just going to take a minute or two here to, to remind us again that Reformation isn't just about praising Luther, but continuing to remind us that we in the church need to change as well. And by that, I mean the universal church, the, the larger church. And there are many churches, denominations today that have fallen into old habits and teaching false doctrine. One that's very prevalent these days is that Jesus wasn't truly God. Just a good man, had a good teaching. The problem with that is if Jesus isn't God, then his death doesn't mean anything. And our sins aren't covered. Another belief, not just in the church, but, but throughout the world, is that, that if there is an afterlife, and who knows if there truly is, some people would say, then it doesn't really matter what you believe because all paths lead to God. Again, then there's no reason for Jesus to die. Or the church would say, as long as you are sincere in what you believe, that's good enough. And of course, the, the, the money grabbing hasn't stopped. Do any of you get letters in the mail from other churches besides Emmanuel? Uh, throw them away, would you? <laughs> I do, too. I, I mean, really. Send them to me. You get the ones from the televangelists, if you ever, 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 you know, clicked on. This happens to me all the time. I click on something on the computer. My wife tells me not to do this, but I do it. And I get all kinds of spam. Do you, does that happen to you? So I got, I got a letter from a televangelist. And he said, if, if you would give money to my church, then God will bless you, and you will receive tenfold in return. And I, I wanted to, I didn't, but I thought about writing him a letter saying, well, if that's true, then why don't you send me a little money? And let's see if you get tenfold in return. Well, I could end there, and I probably should end there. <laughs> but we as Lutherans are not exempt, are we? We are not perfect individually or as a church. And as wonderful as the Lutheran Church, and especially our Missouri Synod, as well as we teach the Scriptures, as well as we separate law from gospel, as well as we continue to point to the cross, we're not perfect either. And we can be slaves to something that Dietrich Bonhoeffer once called cheap grace. Have you heard of this? Cheap grace? It's the idea that because Jesus has died on the cross and we know that as believers we are going to heaven, 
and we know that we are already covered by the blood of Christ, and therefore it doesn't matter what we do. And so a few lies doesn't hurt anything because Jesus' blood covers it. Or a little cursing and swearing, no problem, because Jesus' blood covers it. A little cheating against the government, no, no big deal, because Jesus' blood covers it. And we get into these habits and these patterns then of not taking the law very seriously. Now, for all of these, whatever bondage we might be in, the modern church, the medieval church, the people of the Old Testament or the New Testament, Lutherans, Catholics, big sinners, little sinners, sins of commission, sins of omission. Jesus says everyone who sins is what? A slave to sin. See, that's the problem. A little lie becomes a habit of lying, which becomes a big lie. And whatever compulsion that we have only grows. And so Jesus reminds his listeners, which includes us, he says the only way to freedom is if the Son sets you free, for only then will you be free. And so I want to make it very, very clear this morning that truth, this truth that Jesus spoke of that sets us free is not just not just a philosophy of the church. Truth is a person. It's Jesus himself. A real live human being, flesh and blood. The God-man who was miraculously conceived by the Virgin. By Mary through the power of the Holy Spirit. Who lived without sin in, in our place who taught all of these things that we read in the scripture and who finally went to that cross where real nails kept him there on the cross and real blood seeped from his wound and there was real pain and real agony and on that good Friday he really did die the good news is that he didn't stay dead for on Easter Sunday, he truly rose from the grave. This is the truth, the only truth that provides freedom from the bondage of our sin so that the penalty of those little sins or even those big sins that grow don't send us to hell or purgatory or anything like it. And even death cannot hold us. And the devil has no power whatsoever because Jesus Christ has defeated him. It is this truth, this person, our Savior, who provides the freedom then to continue to abide with him. In abiding is important. Jesus said, if you're going to be my disciples, which implies discipline, which implies commitment, that's really the only way you will remain free. Turn to the person next to you and say, I am glad you are here today. Can you do that? I am glad you are here today. 
And I am glad you are here today because you are abiding with Jesus. Truly, there are other places you could be today. There are other things you could do the rest of the week. But I pray that you will continue to uh, abide with Jesus. That you remember him in the morning as you wake up in your prayers and you take a little time to spend with him in meditation or devotion or, or reading his word. I pray that you will abide with him so that the good works that you do are not to spring anyone out of purgatory. But because you have abided with Jesus and you have adopted his truth, that you will simply do good work, show love to others. Because God has first loved you. It's Reformation Sunday. I can pull out my red glasses here and I can see the world in a whole different way. But it's the truth of Jesus that truly allows me to see the freedom that our God has given to you and to me as we continue to abide. May God continue that truth in your life for Jesus' sake. Amen. Let's all rise now and we continue in